Welcome to the sports page out loud. This is Paige Zamora, your USU sports page. Joining me today is Jaden Johnson, as usual. How you doing today, Jaden? Uh, I couldn't be better. Couldn't be better. It's a Friday. It's almost uh, homecoming. Yeah. Gotta it's been a crazy week for all of us. I can't complain. Good. I'm glad. <laughs> um, yeah, like you said, Aggie basketball last night. We're all excited about that. Um, and having a really great football team, there's plenty to be excited about right now. Um, and also joining us right now, he's just walking in the studio, Coach Craig Smith of USU Basketball. We're really excited to have you with us, Coach. Thanks for being here. Thank you. It's great to be here. Coach, how are you doing this morning? Doing great. Uh, you guys got a great setup in here. Yeah. It beats <laughs> working for a living. Yeah, yeah it's, it sure is fun. Um, Coach, we're really excited. Thank you for coming. We have met with Sam and Quinn. They've been on the show with us before. And I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, they were actually a blast, Coach. It was so much fun. Um, we talked with them about what to expect from the team this year, and later we're going to talk with you about it. But first, we want to know a little bit more about you and your background, um, kind of your road to Utah State. For if you Yeah, so th this is my uh, 23rd year in coaching, and, and I used to think I was really young until I start saying I was been a college coach for 23 years 23 years but I've been really fortunate I've been all over the um, I've coached at every level from NEI to, to division two to low major mid-major high major I was a director of operations for a year been an assistant coach obviously a head coach at two different levels and so you know I've been so fortunate with my experiences to be able to basically experience about anything you can imagine I mean I know there's always new things that come up, but, uh, uh, but I've just been so fortunate that way. And I've almost always, um, taken over programs that have kind of been struggling, whether I was an assistant or a head coach. And we've been very fortunate to be able to flip those things around. And, and, you know, you go through the years and, and when you're young, you just love games. It's like all about games and going recruiting. And then the older you get, you really realize like it's about the people in your program. I love practice more than ever. Um, it's just fun being around our guys on a day to day basis. And you can't always say that. You know, I, I was so fortunate when I was um, 32 years old. I just got done with our first year at Mayville State. And when I took over at Mayville, they were 1 in 27 the year before I got there. And our first year, we got to the national tournament. Second year, we went to the Elite Eight and lost to the team that won it all. And our third year, we lost in the national championship game. And so, and it was also like the seventh worst job out of eight in the conference and didn't have a full-time assistant, to, drove our own car, never, never claimed a meal receipt or a gas receipt or because we had a $2,000 recruiting budget. So anyway, long and the short of it, uh, I was fortunate enough as a 32-year-old assistant to spend a day with John Wooden in his condo. And, of course, now he's passed away, and uh, but he was 95 at the time. And I could tell so many stories about that day alone. Uh, okay. One, day, Yeah, this was in uh, 2005. He, I actually went down to his uh, – we went out for lunch. It was me and, and two other coaches. And um, we go down to his car. We're going to go have lunch at, like, 2 o'clock. And, and we go to the parking ramp or garage of his condo, and he's driving a 1996 – um, Ford Taurus. So he has a 19-year-old Ford Taurus, and you kind of go down and you look a little closer, and he's got the club. Have you ever seen the club? You guys are too young. The club, it's oh, like yeah. a steering wheel thing so people can't uh, steal your car. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, it's on an infomercial, oh, the uh -huh. red bike. Like a parking bar. Yeah. Uh -huh. And so here's John Wooden with the club uh, on his 19-year-old car. And, but anyway, the, the long and the short of it, he had this humongous old phone, and he was constantly getting calls throughout the day, as you can imagine. And so Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Bill Walton, mm -hmm. you name it, who's who. And at the end of the conversations, they would always say, I love you, coach. Mm -hmm. and, and for me, that was a powerful, powerful deal because, you know, some people go into, just like any profession, people go into it for a, lot of, a multitude of reasons, right? And I love to coach because I love people. I don't do it for the money or the status. Mm -hmm. in, in the higher you go, you get a lot of that because there is a lot of money and there is a lot of fame that can go with it. But that made such an impact on me, and that was 13 years ago now, where that's what I wanted. And so it truly is about the, having the right people in your program. Quinn and Sam are two of the best that you'll ever find. 
And they're a great they, interview too. Oh yeah. my goodness! And they, <laughs> we had a lot of fun with them. I'm sure you did. Yeah, we did. And they're witty. Oh yeah. Well, relatively witty. And uh, but we'll they are. They're just. So. Yeah, exactly. Please do. And um, so anyway, it truly is. We have three goals with our our team. We want guys that are academically accountable, socially responsible, and then guys that can compete at the national level. Sure. And and I'm a really picky guy by nature. Um, I'm really picky with the assistant coaches, our coaching staff where I want to work, and what players we have in our program. Because in Division One men's basketball, you only have 13 scholarships, right? right? And in basketball, it's either a full ride or nothing. Right. Like in other sports, you can divide up the scholarships. You can give a guy mm-hmm. 2,000, 3,000, 6,000, whatever. And so you should lo- literally love every guy in your program for a lot of different reasons. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's the long answer uh, <laughs> uh, to some of the experiences. But I know this. My family, I've been married 23 years. We have four kids. We are so fired up to be a part of the Cache Valley community and certainly to be, I'm very proud to be the men's basketball coach at Utah State. Awesome. And we're really excited to have you here. We're excited about all the things that are kind of unknown right now about the team. Sam and Quinn kind of gave us a little bit of an insight to what practices are like and what it's like to be with that team. And we're going to talk about that a little bit later. Okay. Right now, we're going to play a fun game with you. Oh, great. Here um, we go. <laughs> so we played it with Sam. We also played it with Shannon Duff to see of women's basketball and Dax Raymond of USU football. Um, and so it's called Question Golf. Okay. And the joke behind it is this is the only time golf will ever be mentioned on my show because I don't talk about golf ever other than this. Um, but I have a family that loves golf, so I had to incorporate it somehow. Absolutely. So the goal golf is... Golf is coming back. Tiger Woods is uh, Absolutely. finishing with a flourish. Yeah, I guess so. But so Anywho. this is... Um, we're going to give you a series of questions, and the shorter time you take to answer them, the better your score. Okay. So it's like golf, you know, the lower the score, the better. Um, Shannon Duffy is our... She's in the number one spot right now so you have her to compete with okay. she did, i think she had like 18 seconds right? yeah so how do i mean well how do we keep score how so quick I, I do it is there right and wrong answers no well so oh, the okay. question's about you it's not <laughs> oh, like okay. yes or no right so Paige will Paige will ask you a question i'll start timing immediately once she's done and then i'll stop once you're once you answer the question oh boy okay are you ready for <laughs> this question? i know i know that you're known for answers short speaking sound bites <laughs> yeah sam and quinn actually told us you'll probably get the longest <laughs> yeah. because of how much you love to talk which is also coach you should know one of the reasons why i wanted you on my show because i'm the same way i talk way High more five. than the average <laughs> human being so don't you worry about it you ready for this coach i'm ready okay Jaden, you got the time <clears throat> ready? ready yep Okay, who was your basketball hero as a kid? Magic Johnson. If you didn't play or coach basketball, what sport would it be? Football. Were there any other dream jobs you had growing up, and what were they? No, I've always wanted to be a basketball coach. And and, and 1B would have been a pilot. I love flying. Okay. Uh, I wish I, I need to get a pilot license. Yeah, <laughs> who's the funniest person on the team? Jeez, <laughs> uh, I'm going to my score is going to be screwed here. Um, I mean, I, I would say Nemeas. Okay, who's the best singer on the team? Um, certainly not Clay Stahl. <laughs> <laughs> who's the team's biggest smack talker? Uh, John Knight the Third. What's your favorite part of living in Logan? Uh, going on razor rides. What's Ooh. your favorite pregame snack? Um. Uh, uh, bacon cheeseburger. <laughs> That's a <laughs> snack. <laughs> For me, like I'm it. from the Midwest. <laughs> What's your current favorite song? Um, it's an old school sno- song by Snoop Dogg. Uh, I mm. wish I could sing, uh, but when I go on razor rides, I just crank it as loud as humanly possible when I'm driving. And Snoop Dogg, like that. No, yeah. I can't sing. So you guys are supposed to continue that. Oh, sorry, I don't know that one, but we'll probably find it in our. But I'm very eclectic there. with music. I can go every which way possible. Okay. And what's your favorite food? Um, I love cheesecake. Okay. Ooh, good answers. That's yeah, awesome. I mean, I don't know about your time score, Coach, but I. Know it would have been great except well, for the one question. Yeah, I, I, I helped him out a little bit on the Snoop Dogg one. Okay. I said Snoop Dogg, and I stopped the clock. Thank oh, you. Thank so, you. That's what I was thinking. That. Glad we that's, were on the same page. Cut him a little there. bit of flack. But, yeah. but, but the funniest guy in the team. Funniest we didn't have it. We don't have anyone that's funny. <laughs> that's the problem. Like, you said yourself. You heard uh, it here well, first. Yeah, honestly, it's probably our student manager Ryan. 
Oh, I don't yeah. know his last name. I just call him Rhino all the time. Rhino? He's just, uh, I mean, it's just, every time I look at the guy, I start laughing. <laughs> for a multitude of reasons. That is so funny. Coach, thank you. Like I said, I don't know about your time score, but those are definitely the most interesting <laughs> answers we've gotten. Well, the good news is I think you still beat Dax Raymond. What was what was Dax's score? Thirty-seven seconds. Oh, I'm sorry. You got thirty-eight point six. Wow, I thought it was quick. It was, Jeez, it was, I do have a problem. It was though. only a couple of the questions because you were really fast on those first. I was on the. You really knocked was. those out. Yeah. yeah. Football. I love football. Might be my yeah, favorite sport. Sure. Football is big time. Yeah. So especially <laughs> this year, it's really fun to watch. Your like, favorite sport. It might be. I mean, wow. I say that. But I do love football, but uh, like NFL Sunday, we can't go wrong with the Vikings. I mean, yeah. although they're struggling, big win over the Eagles though the other day. But you know what's so great? I, we love the outdoors. Not that I'm not like a fisher or a hunter guy, um, although I used to a little bit. But you see all these mountains. Like living here for five six months, out mm-hmm. when I do public speeches, I always say like. Like, people from me don't understand how fortunate. Like, it's like living in Disneyland or Fantasia. Like, <laughs> this summer, never a cloud in the sky, ever. Uh, what was it, like, January or uh, uh, June, July, and August? It was like .004 inches of rain. Oh, yeah. So if you love to golf or be outside, mm-hmm. like, you know it's going to be beautiful every day. summer. No humidity, no bugs, <laughs> although I've been stung five times since I've been here. Because you get on the razor, and they love, like, oh. the heat of the... Yeah. So you go and so yeah, back, arm, neck, head. Um, maybe wow. it was four times. I know. You so, don't you don't miss that Midwest humidity. Oh, it's crazy, <laughs> and, and the cold, of course. And people mm-hmm. always say, "How do you like it?" We we love it here, and they're like, "Oh, wait till winter." And I'm like, "I grew up 20 miles from we'll Canada, right. northern Minnesota. <laughs> I lived in North Dakota for 10 years, yeah. South Dakota for five years. Like, yeah. I mean, this is going to be you've already had winter. Uh-huh. And there's no right. wind here. That's there's true. never wind here." So it's uh, it's an incredible place to live for <laughs> I must a multitude of reasons. Because I always feel like the canyon wind is like the worst. But I mean, well, I'm not from the Midwest, so maybe that's it. Yeah, the canyon wind's like an average day. It's uh, all wow. the it's canyon all wind from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. is like an average day in Vermilion, South Dakota. And I love Vermilion. Don't get me wrong. Like, but it's mm. always windy. Wow. In the Dakotas, it's just flat. You stand on this chair that you're sitting on, mm-hmm. and you can see. Across the state, literally. Wow. Yeah, I've always known that the mountains were pretty, but I'm going to count my blessings a little more with that wind because I'm not a fan of it. But if you say it's worse other places, it, then... The hardest part, it just really messes it. with the guy's hair. That, that's the hardest part. Just I'm sure I can see why that would be a yeah, yeah. I can yeah. see how that would be so, maybe, maybe Coach Yost shouldn't move. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> He's got a great Jeep, by the way. Jeep Wrangler. Does he? Oh, yeah. It's decked out. It's solid white, all black tires with rims and... So anyway, that's like I think that's might be next on the docket. Those I, things I, are sick. I heard he's got a nice sauna too. Does he really? Yeah. Uh, you have to ask him about that. Yeah, I don't know. About that's that. That's a great story. Okay. I'll find out. I'll find All out. this information we're finding. Um, uh, yeah. I want to hear about Claystall's singing voice. I really Does don't he know. Sing but all like, the time? You know, I just had to give him some love because okay. he's out with an injury. Yeah, he, I, he doesn't really sing. I don't. That's the part I haven't quite learned yet. Like who, who's a good singer? Okay. The funniest guy. We do have some funny guys. Or at least they think they're funny. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is its own type of funny. Yeah. Right? And to me, it just has kind of maybe more my sense of humor funny. But sure. we do, I mean, there's a lot of funny dudes on our team. So Good. Brock's always got a smile and some mm-hmm. Brock Miller, something to say. Uh, Crew Ainge, you know, has a lot of swagger. Um, TK, Tarian, Tarian mm-hmm. Knight, he's uh, always got something up his sleeve. JK3, he's a little mischievous. Uh, and the Mias just always has that big smile. And of course, when you're, Literally like seven feet tall and seven five. <laughs> kind of stands like you out. stand out, and he's bit. just got that smile on his face. And that's one thing I loved about Magic Johnson. Like he just has, he he always played with like such charisma, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. it was like one of those guys as a point guard, but just as a player, who like how could you not enjoy playing with him? He's so unselfish. He was always he loved to pass, but he just always had this smile unless his team lost. Like a Harlem Globetrotter. Well, yeah, like, yeah. just, like, and how, when you have, when, he's just one of those guys, like, and I've never met the guy, but if, sure. I'm imagining if you met him, mm-hmm. no matter what your mood was when you, when you first got met with him, 10 minutes later, 20 minutes later, three minutes later, you probably left in a better mood. Mm-hmm. Well, there's right? a reason LeBron wanted to go play for him. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Like, yeah. he couldn't say no to him, and it's like, so... So you get one, not to get too deep or philosophical, but you get one night life to live, so why would you not enjoy it? Why sure. would you not have fun with it? And, mm-hmm. and so many people just take themselves so seriously. And Our guys know when it's time to go to work, like it's time to go to work. Mm-hmm. And 
I say go to work loosely that we get paid to do this is, and you guys get to do what you love to do, I'm assuming. Absolutely. And, um, and so when you get one like, why wouldn't you do what you love to do? And so, but our guys know, like when we step on the floor, we're, we're going to have fun, but they know it's time to get after it. And if they don't, they're going to be running sprints and they're going to be running, you know, this, that, and the other. But it's been such a fun group to coach. They've really bought in. They really want to do well. And we're really excited for the season. I mean, who knows what will happen? We don't know. But I know this. It's so – and when you coach for 20 – this is 23 years now. When you coach that long, some some years you go to the gym and you're just like – I wouldn't say dreadful of it, but you're just like, oh, boy. You know, <laughs> is this season going to ever end? And, uh, and then there's time – like our last two years at South Dakota, it was so awesome going to the gym to practice. And I feel the same way here. Sure. Like it is because they're a fun group to mm-hmm. be around. You can be sarcastic <clears throat> to an extent, mm-hmm. but you can mess with them, right? You can yeah. mess with Quinn. You can mess with Sam. You can mess with a lot of our guys, and they and they take it in stride That's in a great awesome. way. Yeah, and we're really excited to see that type of chemistry and fun on the court. And last night, the community actually got a chance to see a little bit of that. And when we come back from this break, we want to hear a little bit more about what you saw and what it was yeah. like to have kind of your debut. Um, per se in front of Cache Valley community. So you're listening to the Sports Page Out Loud. We'll be back soon. This is 92.3 FM KBLU LP Loganita Aggie Radio. USU Sports Page Out Loud with Jaden Johnson, my wonderful co-host, and Coach Craig Smith from the USU men's basketball team. Thank you so much for being here. Again, Coach, um, like we were talking about last night, you kind of had your debut in front of the community from Aggie Madness. And although it was kind of a small scrimmage, there was a lot that you learned about the community there. Can you tell us a little bit about your experience? Well, it was a great event, and uh, thank you to all the fans and the herd that uh, came out to support both the women's and the men's team. And you know, we it's uh, it's a great way for uh, our programs and the women's program to interact with the community and get connected to the community. And I, I, as a as a coach, I firmly believe in connectivity. Whether it you know it's with getting our players to know boosters and the fans and the student body and in and, and and get integrated in every way, shape, and form that we can. And so that was a a great start that way. I thought it was a very good turnout. And uh, I thought it was a great event. You know, that was our obviously our first time. It was. I thought it ended great with the dunk contest, of course. And and um, you know, it's funny. Crew, crew. We did a three point shootout, and uh-huh. in the first two it was Crew against Sam. And Crew, I think, made his first nine threes. Uh-huh. And Sam's an incredible shooter, and and he's highly competitive. So our guys started standing up and. Yeah, crew, yeah, crew. And I think got, that got Sam's attention because as soon as they stood up, <laughs> Sam didn't miss another shot. And yeah. crew missed five of his last six. <laughs> and, uh, and Sam beat him by one. And so um, uh, so that was pretty cool to see that. And then Sam basically didn't miss the rest of the night. Well, I was, I was on one end of the court rebounding for Eliza West and for Quinn. Yeah. And Eliza made probably ten in a row. Yeah, I was, like, was, I was like, oh, I was like, they got it in the bag. There's no way they're going to lose this. Yeah. Turns out Sam's on the other end with uh, I don't yeah. I don't remember who his partner was but yeah, yeah. They, they won. <laughs> she was number three, right? Yeah. yeah, she was on fire. She couldn't that miss. First round. Yeah. Yep. So um, Sam and, we and do Quinn it. was making them too. Yeah, Quinn's a good shooter actually. Yeah, he was. Like, so um, a real quick story. So Sam, we do a drill threes in two and a half minutes. And Sam yesterday his record was forty, which is the most I've ever coached in the, wow. Nebraska. In two and a half minutes. One ball, minutes. one rebounder, one shooter. Goodness. So yesterday, the first time he went, he made 30. He was so PO'd at himself. He was just, <laughs> ah, fudge, and ah, oh, this, that. <laughs> so the next time he goes, he goes, makes 43. I said, how many did you shoot? 46. So he made 43 out of 46 in two and a half minutes. Where that's with one re- That's crazy good. So anyway, oh my God. so the, the event, though, you know, the scrimmage, the scrimmages, I think people, the fans love to see that stuff because they get a... Uh, um, a view of the new players. They get a view of the returners. In right. turn, like Sam, for example, lost 15 pounds from last year. Mm-hmm. And so he looks really good, right? Mm-hmm. And just seeing some of the changes and some of the, 
And then it always naturally becomes an NBA All-Star game. Like, of course. No defense. Uh, let's throw lobs. Let's see who can dunk. There were right? some, some good lobs. Yeah. yeah. Let's fire up threes at a rapid pace. You know. Yeah. And, uh, but but it still gives the community a feel. And then ending with a dunk contest. And it was a very, like. Did you but, know Justin Bean could jump like that? Oh, yeah. I okay. see it every day. He, but he sneaks up on that people. That was amazing. He didn't surprise any of us. <laughs> but I think to the community, surprised he probably the surprised a lot of people. Ooh. And John, John Knight the Third is mm-hmm. a freaky, freaky athlete. Um, but it took him two or three misses, and then yeah. he just had to go with the safe one. Uh, and Namias is obviously an 18-year-old freshman from Port. And, and you look at his, I seen it on Twitter last night after the, the side angle. It was stupid, that it's jump ridiculous. that he made. It was dumb. What was it, five people he cleared? Yeah, it was wow. hideous. He jumped from almost the free throw line, too. Yeah, and he does that in practice where we're doing transition drills. And he and he takes off from us. Sorry, I got to stay in my seat. I got a seatbelt rule. But he, he takes off so far out, and I'm like, he's never going to make that. And then he just always does because his arms are like plastic, man. Like yeah. his arms reach out of this studio and they can touch the other side of that hallway uh, <laughs> with ease. Like the old, uh, way before your time, there used to be this plastic man uh, uh-huh. uh, cartoon character. I just think of Go-Go Gadget long Yeah, arms. that's what he is. Yeah. So, but anyway, I thought it was awesome. Uh, it was a great event. Oh and what people don't understand, like, like it's become such a great tradition around the country and a staple of Division One and at all levels of basketball. And so our guys really look forward to this thing. They look forward. They're thinking about what dunks they're going to do. They can't wait for the three-point shootout. They can't wait to put an actual uniform on and go out there in front of fans. Because, like, today's practice 14 for us, and we get 30, well, 28 practices before um, our first game. So we're kind of getting in the dog days. They're really beat up. Uh, We only have 11 guys healthy right now, so they play against the same guys every day. And just a little change of stimulus was awesome, but I thought it was a great event, and we can't mm-hmm. wait to continue to grow it. Yeah, I love hearing that um, so many fans were surprised and were, you know, <laughs> just, like, shocked to watch this team that has so much energy. One of the things that Quinn and Sam just couldn't say enough was how hard everybody on the team is willing to work. Mm-hmm. You mentioned it a little bit, how they've kind of bought into the idea of a team victory rather than a bunch of individuals mm-hmm. working for their own. Um, how do you think that's going to go over this season like you said we don't know none of us know what's going to happen this season but from a coaching perspective with all the experience that you have how does this team kind of compare to other teams as far as team chemistry and work ethic well our our attitude and our effort's been tremendous you know anytime you have change you have a new coaching staff and and when i say staff it's not just the head coach it's Mm -hmm. it's all three assistants it's your support person it's a change we have a brand new um strength and conditioning coach we have a brand new um, athletic trainer and those were things that just randomly happened you know we hired a new staff obviously and I'll never forget then we then our, our the current strength and conditioning coach who the guys really liked he left so I think some of the return were just like man when is this going to stop and then three weeks later our athletic trainer gets another job and they're just like what is going you know but but our two guys that we have now are, are dynamite obviously I love our staff but it but but the guy, I can't give our guys enough credit with their buy-in. They're all about it. I think they understand, like, our history. Um, uh, our, the whole is greater than its parts, right? And that's how my teams have always won. And I've been a head coach for seven years. We've Obviously, you have to have talent. Sure. But it's all about chemistry. Like, And so when it comes to recruiting and, and, and deciding who's in the program, who's not like, and who we play, quite frankly, just because a guy might be... Might be more Clay Stall. Speaking of the guy who thinks he's the funniest, um, but so when it comes to building a team, it's not always the most talented guys per se that are going to play. It's the guy, the five guys out there at one time that are the most cohesive, mm-hmm. that are on the same page, that are playing together, and that's the beauty of basketball. Mm-hmm. It's all about chemistry. It's about teamwork. It's about sharing the ball. It's about finding five guys that are committed to playing defense right and working together and it's the ultimate team game because you can't do your own thing or you'll get exposed real quick and so that's one of the things i love about basketball it's one of the (laughs) only sports that's remained pure in that sense right there's synergy uh uh-huh right and it's a real thing on a basketball court it's a real thing because of the pace and the way it's set up that's awesome yeah so and that's where we're trying to find out like who who really jives together who's got good synergy together like one of my favorite movies it's a hockey movie 
uh, Miracle mm-hmm. with her brother. It's, bro- it's a fin- it's one, like literally one, one of my favorite. It's mm-hmm. top two movie for me. That and Pursuit of Happiness. But um, on a side note, and so that should have been one of those questions. Yeah, but, so uh, you're right. But but they had the Coneheads. Remember that? He just saw it and was like, "Oh, you guys are the Coneheads." And so we're working to find who our Coneheads are, right? <laughs> and doing that whole thing, and it's been fun to see. But it is when 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 everybody knows what's expected. And where the boundaries are, and what we tolerate, uh, uh, and, and there's clear repercussions when we don't do certain things. But when you can enjoy it and have the the vibe. Now, I say all this because it's been tremendous. But all eleven guys that have been practicing also think they're all going to be playing thirty minutes a game. And so, you know, in two or three three weeks when we start playing, not everybody's going to be playing thirty minutes a game. And who's going to uh, you never want them to like totally accept it in terms of their work ethic, right? Because you got to keep fighting. But at the same time, when the best player can be happy for the guy that's not, and the and the the guy that's getting the least minutes can be happy for everybody that's that's getting the most minutes. Right? That's when you know you got a true team. So we're gonna find out a lot, you know, as November hits and January, you know, December. Depending on our, it's always it's easy to be happy when you're winning. <laughs> right, but when you're going through trials and tribulations, you know. Mm-hmm. But I, I, there's some things I really, really like about our team. There's certainly some things we have to get better um, with. Um, but I know we will because these guys have shown an all-in mentality, and we've always done it before, and we're going to continue to do it. And we have the right guys in the locker room, and 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 when you have the right guys leading, Sam and and, and Sam gets a lot of credit, but Sam is a, a third team. You know, he made third team all league last year. His numbers speak for himself, but he's also he was our Gator Belt champion. I don't know if you saw our Gator I Belt. I saw that. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I, I first day of practice, I wore a World Warrior shirt. <laughs> the Road Warriors are a hawking animal, and uh, and it's twofold because they just they have a Gator mentality, but also like honestly, we struggled on the road last year. We were two and eleven on the road right. last year, and two of the four years at, at South Dakota, we had a top twenty teams in the country and road wins mm-hmm. and to win on the road you got to be incredibly disciplined you got to be tough-minded and there's a certain formula like we try to follow but i don't want to board everybody with <laughs> with all that stuff but but really like our guys in the locker room and and uh, i know our guys are chomping at the bit to get to games mm-hmm. we are too as far as utah state fans go we're really excited as, to... as much as yeah as much as I'm enjoying football season, mm-hmm. I'm ready for some Aggie basketball. Yeah, there's something about the spectrum, right? Thank you again so much for being here with us, Coach. We're excited to watch you this year and see what this season will bring. It's really fun to have kind of like an unknown kind of lurking where we're just like, okay, I guess we'll see. Um, we're, we'll be happy to have you back whenever we can get you to. So Anytime. thanks for being here. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having Thank us. Thank you so much, Coach. Anytime we can ever do anything for you guys or the community, uh, or our student body, you know, we always want to do that and be Thank connected. You. So thanks for having Absolutely. us. We'll yeah. hold you to that. Thank right. you, Coach. <laughs> Good you luck guys. this season. This Appreciate is the it. sports page on KBLULP, Logan, Utah, Aggie Radio 92.3 FM. Welcome back to the sports page out loud. I am Paige Zamora, your sports page, and Jaden Johnson is here with me in the studio. We just said goodbye to Coach Craig Smith of USU basketball. He, I guess he had to go, you know, coach a team, whatever. Um, He is a blast. Holy cow. That was fun. If you're just tuning in, you missed, honestly, the funnest part of the show. We'll try and keep it interesting for you, but (laughs) there is, it's really hard to follow up after coach because wow he is a great guy it's so refreshing to have a coach who's really excited yeah. about the team he's coaching and uses the pronoun we or the possessive pronoun we or are, sorry possessive are and the pronoun we so much that like even when he's talking about last year you know he's not like well this is mine now and right. his last year you know he's well, still we. very we invested on the road last mm-hmm. year and it's like well did, I mean, you were at South Dakota. Though. Yeah, like he, <laughs> but he claims that he's part of it. I don't even know if I can use the term invested because that's so much. Like that doesn't even say enough yeah. for me. Um, well, I'm think, really excited about that coach. I, I think that there's certainly like a, an infectious attitude just being around him. You know, just just sitting here in the studio for a half hour, mm-hmm. you kind of you catch on. And being around him as many hours a week as the team is, especially once they start to travel. And, and I mean, I know firsthand that when, when you're in the season, you spend so much time together. And 
you know, having someone with at the head with that much energy and that much leadership, I think is going to mm-hmm. be huge for this team. No, and there's the cliche that, you know, that it starts at the top. And what a great person to have starting it, you know, to be mm-hmm. setting these trends as far as energy and mood go. And, you know, so those of you listening don't know that Clay Stahl walked up <laughs> while we were having our interview. We kind of mentioned it a little bit. And, like, was jumping around, like, so excited to see his coach. <laughs> and that was really telling for me to know that um, Clay Stahl, who's a two-year returner, right? Mm-hmm. He's, so he's a junior now. Um, still really stoked to see his coach, even though he's going to the same place as him right now. He's been in practice with him. Coach said they've already had, <laughs> you know, 14 practices and thing, things like that um, are what tell me that it doesn't just go one way. It's not just yeah. a coach excited about his players, but, you know, even when we had Sam and Quinn in here, they're excited. And that hopefully will come through in the way they play. So Well, and you, I mean, he was saying how excited they are to just actually start playing and how, how good it was to have last night just as a change of pace and, um, I, I think that fans kind of agree. Can't can't wait to see this team and what they do on the court. And the biggest thing that I point to when, you know, I understand the Mountain West is going to be really good this year. There are there are four or five absolutely elite teams in the Mountain West this year. And Utah State lost a lot. Obviously, they they, they lost one of their one of their stars, Kobe McEwen, and they brought in a whole new coaching staff. So it's tough to, you know, I don't think anybody's going to put them at number two or three in the league in their preseason projections. Yeah. It's going to be tough to, to project them that high, but there's a lot of potential. And the biggest thing I point to is you look at Coach Smith's success in other places he's been, and he talked about this. Yeah. At Mayville State, that's a Division two, uh, uh, a Division a division two NAIA. Mm-hmm. And he took that program from one win to a national championship, uh, to the national championship game in two years. Yeah. And I know that it'll probably take time at Utah State to to get to a point where they're really competing for a Mountain West title, but I think they're going to be fun to watch and pretty good right off the bat. Yeah, it's nice to know that they're kind of hitting the ground running, right? It's Sometimes you hear coaches come in with excuses or, you know, mm-hmm. just promising other things and over-promising most of the time, right? But with him just saying, like, we don't know, but we're all excited about it, that gives me like a lot of excitement. You know, I've I feel like I'm not the only one that's in this position where I feel like over the years, you get promised a lot mm-hmm. by coaches, and more often than not, you end up being disappointed. Well, and, ev- and everything that Sam and Quinn said a couple of weeks ago falls right in line uh-huh. with, with everything we just heard. That there's energy, there's enthusiasm, mm-hmm. uh, there's, a, there's a hard work ethic, and uh, it's something to be excited about. Yeah, and if I can just touch on one more thing from that, I think one of the most impressive things, I think, if not the most impressive thing that Coach said today, he gave us his top three goals for the this, mm-hmm. this student-athletes, and first was academic, second was socially responsible, and third was that they can compete at the national championship level. And I think that speaks volumes of the coach, and I know that you know part of that, maybe that's PR, maybe that's just a thing, <sighs> but he seems really invested in that. And that's when, forgive me for this soapbox moment, but that's when sports become more important to the university, mm-hmm. when there's actual quality citizens playing on the teams and things like that. So... Overall, really impressed by Coach. I'm excited to watch them this season. Um, It's really great, though, to think, you know, there's been years past where I've been excited for basketball season for it to get us out of football season. But this year, (laughs) I'm almost dreading the end of football season just because I'm having so much fun watching this team play. Trust me. I mean, growing up an Aggie fan and Mm -hmm. and here in Cache Valley, it was... You know, the, the football team would win two or three games or, or one. And, uh, and it was, you know, and that was, of course, the glory days of Aggie basketball and, uh-huh. and the height of the spectrum and everything. But uh, and then it seems like as football kind of got better, basketball regressed a little bit. But this year, like, I mean, you know, again, we'll see how they do. And, and I don't expect them to go out and win 25 games this season. But there's still a lot of reason to be excited to watch this team. Yeah. And. And yeah, I'm, I'm definitely dreading the end of football season. Yeah. We still got, we're only halfway. We still got six games left. Right, yeah. Plus, we're still plus in a conference it. championship game, right? Right. Plus a bowl game. For sure. Plus the national championship game. All, wow, that's so, three more we just yeah, added. We've three, practically just. We're, not, we're barely through this season. Yeah, exactly. Thank you for reminding <laughs> me of that because it has been so much fun. I think there's a type of chemistry that's new and specific to this season's team. And. For what I just feel like the numbers are speaking that you know like everything, um, the numbers, the interviews, the energy that you feel, it's all really good 
for lack of a better adjective. With, like with the football team. Yeah, talking. with the football team. And I'm, for one, I'm really impressed by Jordan Love. I can't, I don't <laughs> think I can say that enough where he did not have a ton to come in with. Yeah. Um, didn't have a ton of experience behind him on this field, you know, but he's really shown up and he looks, his composure, his athleticism, all that he plays with seems like much more than a sophomore for me. Oh, they've been they've been fun to watch. Mm-hmm. I mean, this, the team is third in the nation right now in points scored. That's ridiculous. I wish you could see the look on Jaden's face that's, right now. That's ridiculous. I mean, the fact that you can go and, and look and um, I, I, I looked this up. I wrote it out. I believe that this team, so they've scored 251 points this season, and that was more than I believe all but 11 teams in Aggie history combined. Wow. Like, and we're six games in? Five? Five games in. Yeah. It's <laughs> just thinking of the fact that, like, we have these numbers and these crazy things that are happening. And, you know, when we brought 60, 70 points those two games, a lot of people were like, well, look who you were playing, yeah, you know. competition. And then... This is so funny. So did the BYU Sports Nation <laughs> had their predictions, right, before the game last week. Um, and they were – I mean, it was it was ridiculous just before the game because they said, you know, Utah State is averaging 50 points a game right now, but I think we're going to hold them. And they were saying BYU will hold BYU them. Hold them to less than 20. New Mexico State. And they're not, not Tennessee, Tennessee Tech, Tech right? not Air Force. Oh, but, well. I don't know about that. Yeah, I mean, maybe they are. And <laughs> but the thing is, I'm not convinced. I'm convinced in the other direction that BYU isn't that caliber. Like they're not those teams either. But Utah State is not what they thought we were, right. and that that game shows that plenty. Um, right. post game interviews were the funnest they've ever been. <laughs> Especially Quinn Ficklin. With Quinn Ficklin, <laughs> who played three years with BYU and now is here at Utah State. Um tore up some grass from the 50-yard line to take home with him and was just the only thing he was disappointed in was that we had wasted gas bringing the wagon wheel down to Provo (laughs) and then, you know, having to take it right back up. Well, how sweet does it have to be for a guy like him who played at BYU then came here uh, or or same with Roman Andrus or I think, I don't know if it would be even more for a guy like Dex Raymond who grew up watching. Mm Mm-hmm. BYU wanted to play at BYU. His parents played at BYU. Was overlooked by BYU. Was overlooked. Played in their backyard in high school and didn't get an offer. Or or Christopher Unga, who dominated in that game. He grew up cheering for BYU. His brother played at BYU. Uh, he was he he said in an interview he was hoping for an offer from BYU. Didn't get it. And I mean maybe maybe Utah State's little brother in terms of recruiting. And you know maybe it's tough to at times at least in the last few years to get the recruits that BYU doesn't go after or the the BYU the, the recruits that BYU does go after mm-hmm. but Utah State's making the most out of what they're getting yeah <laughs> and that's like an understatement right um comparing sorry I gotta go back to Jordan Love for a second mm-hmm. just because comparing him to even Tyler Huntley at the U which is it's interesting because normally you know Utah State and BYU that that, com- that com- competition is like real, right? right? Especially in the past few years, the U has just kind of sailed ahead of us. They're a Pac-12 school now, but Tyler Huntley this year, I mean Jordan Love by the numbers, by touchdowns, he's the best in the state. Well, he, I think if you just watch the, you know, just watch all three of the starting quarterbacks, yeah. it's hard to not say that. Mm-hmm. There's there are very few things, no, or probably none, right, that would say anything else other than Jordan Love is the best. And then we ask him about it, right? I think it was you that asked him about it in the post game, and he's like, "I don't really care about that." Oh, and, Which, and as he, a sophomore, how do you not? Like, I don't know how he just composes himself so he well. He had one offer, one scholarship offer out of high school, and that was Utah State. I mean, talk about talk about finding a diamond in the rough. In the rough, and then not only that, but developing it. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe it's maybe it's finding coal and turning it into a diamond. I don't know, but it's remarkable what Utah State's been able to do with with some of the talent they've had as far as turning it around. And you see all the body transformations that they mm-hmm. post on Twitter, and those are impressive. And so obviously the strength program's working, but it's more than just that. It's coaching. It's uh, it's building the confidence of these young men and, you know, making a bunch of guys that 
let's be frank, most of them coming out of high school weren't highly rated recruits. Mm -hmm. Taking them down to BYU and beating all these three, four-star guys that think that they're uh, they're the hottest stuff in the world. Mm -hmm. It's impressive. And not only beating them, but putting it on them. Yeah. I mean, there was only one moment in that game where I was a little bit unsure. Yeah. And then we make this incredible play. I think it was the fumble, the stripped fumble and recovery that just grabs the momentum back on our side. Um, energy is huge to me. I I have said this for the past three weeks on this show. It's a big deal. Um, but especially in the middle of a game when we have a team that's mature enough and experienced enough to grab the momentum back and bring mm. it back, that's what's giving me so much excitement for the rest of football season. And can I just tell you, it feels great to still be about, excited about football season five games into it. So we're really excited about this. We're going to talk a little more football, a little more Aggie sports when we come back. Um, we'll take another break right here, but um, we're happy to have you with us tuning in. This is Paige Zamora and Jaden Johnson on the Sports Page Out Loud on Aggie Radio 92.3 FM. Welcome back. This is the Sports Page Out Loud with Jaden Johnson and Kate Miller. Thanks for tuning in. Um, we're just talking a little bit of Aggie football because who isn't excited about Aggie football this year? Honestly, it's so much fun to be um, watching a team, be a fan of a team that is just honestly like more than anything. They're just they're a blast to watch. I feel like they their chemistry shows on the field, and it's something we've kind of been lacking in in the years past so um tomorrow for homecoming they will take on unlv um homecoming is going to be interesting because it's i mean homecoming is always a big deal right but there's a lot to like a lot going into this game as far as um the past weeks leading up to it of course we we know that like the wagon wheel rivalry last week was a big deal for us um not only going into it but then coming out with a win this momentum that comes from that game um, in years past, we've seen that kind of be a, a hindrance. I don't know really what the word is, but, you know, they get excited about one win and then they kind of slow down because um, their work ethic changes or whatever goes wrong and they don't take the next game as seriously. But um, that was addressed in the post-game press conference and um, – both Quinn Ficklin and Jordan Love were very quick to say, you know, it's not a matter of refocusing because we've been focused on a Mountain West championship all along. Um, it's, that was interesting for me in the post game to hear that, you know, even more than they talked about beating BYU that week, they talked about, you know, getting to a Mountain West championship, which is good knowing that they're um, focusing still on these Mountain West games like the UNLV game. So, well, frankly, I'm not worried even a little bit about <clears throat> a letdown like they've had in the past because I there there's there's a different focus with this team mm -hmm. and I mean that's what you're talking about and of course every player is going to say oh yeah we're just worried about the next opponent mm -hmm. you know it's classic that's, that's, answer that's right you, that's what you say but they've shown it to us I mean game in and game out there's there's a different focus that goes on every down I mean there's a reason why they're top 10 in the nation in third down conversion percentage mm -hmm. there's a reason why uh, they they've been so disciplined this entire season why they've been able to put 60 70 on the board in some of these games like it's a really good team who is focused and they're playing a really bad team this week to to put it nicely at the beginning of the season this UNLV game was one that had me sh shaking in my boots I was terrified of this game because last year they got into UNLV with Armani Rogers they UNLV got a 18 or 28 to 14 I mean they were up two touchdowns and it was you know first they were up 14 nothing then Utah State came back then it was 28 14 and they were barely hanging with them until Armani Rogers got injured and went out and then UNLV starts out the season they go they hang tight with with USC but without Armani Rogers they're nothing and you know I get they've got a really good running back they've still got Lexington Thomas they've got a a few really solid players on defense Dalton Baker, not Utah State's Dalton Baker, but UNLV's Dalton Baker. But, I mean, this is a team that got crushed by New Mexico last week. 50-14, to 14, and New Mexico's bad. So, I, I just have a really hard time seeing this not be 
a Utah State victory. But, you know, I guess I, as a as an analyst, as a onlooker, as a journalist, can get overconfident about it, and it doesn't matter because I'm not on the team. But I know that the team isn't thinking that same way. They're not mm-hmm. They're not expecting it to go in. And, and Well, maybe they, they're not expecting that they can go in, play average football, and beat this team. They, yeah. They're going to show up. Which is really comforting for, I mean, people who are investing a lot in this team as far as mm-hmm. emotions go, right? Knowing that um, they're going to come out and play the same, um, with the same intensity that they did, you know, Michigan State and BYU, even though those this game might not look like it by the numbers that they need to. Um, against New Mexico, I just want to throw out a few yeah, numbers. Against do. New Mexico, UNLV was outgained 502 yards to 166. I, I don't... There's not many games that are that lopsided, and they that was remember New Mexico is not very good. Um, UNLV passed for 123 yards, and they ran for 43. Remember, this is this is a rushing team. Yeah, they ran for 43 yards, uh, and it was. I mean, I don't even know if those those numbers do it justice. It was just an ugly game. They gave up 29 points to New Mexico in the second quarter alone. That's not even. Yeah, those aren't even like spaced out. That's. You said, like, one quarter. Wow. I, I, I think that UNLV has uh, – they were heading in the right direction. They they made some good moves. I think their coach is decent and everything. But this season has just fallen apart without Armani Rodgers at quarterback, who was one of the top running quarterbacks in the in the nation. So, All right. So then this with could get that, out of hand. I want to hear your score prediction, Jaden. Uh, I – so again, this this is a team that, that just gave up fifty to New Mexico, who I think is is a pretty poor offense. Um, it's a team that lost to Liberty, and and almost lost to New Mexico State. If that helps Aggie fans with a little bit of comparison, mm-hmm. I get the transitive property doesn't reference. always carry over in, in football, of course not. But um, <clears throat> I, I think that Utah State's gonna gonna run it up. Well. I think they're going to try not to run it up, is, is what I'm trying to say. I think that they'll naturally score in the 40s. I could see him getting up into the 50s. I'm going to put it at 45 to 7. Okay. Because I also just have a hard time seeing this this uh, UNLV offense without Armani Rogers and with a, a, a pretty dis- – there's some weird stuff going on with that team. Lexington Thomas, who's I think an NFL running back in that game, had 43 yards. And – the coach after the game was talking about if you don't want to play, don't play, don't make the trip to Logan. And I don't know if he was talking exactly about him, but he only gave him eight carries in the game. And so hmm. there's some weird stuff going on. I, I think that some I think behind it, the scenes, I think it stuff, could be ugly. You know? Yeah, <clears throat> I think I'm sorry, six carries for 36 yards oh. for Lexington Thomas. That's that should tell you everything you need to know. Mm-hmm. So I'm also been really impressed by this Aggie defense. Um, <clears throat> I I just like that. Um, Throughout the entire game, even when we're on defense, it seems like we're kind of controlling the the tempo and making it our game, which, I mean, making it their game. I'm not on the team, obviously, <laughs> but they make it their game and control it from the beginning. And I think holding them to one or two touchdowns is, I mean, two will be surprising, I feel like, if, if UNLV gets two touchdowns. So my prediction is going to be seven or less for them. And then, yeah, I can definitely see it being run up. I think I'm going to put it at 51. So, so blowouts all around. The spread, yeah. for those of you who are interested in that kind of thing, is it was 20, I think it started at 24, and it's gotten up to like 28. So that's what Vegas thinks will happen. And okay. It's hard to, hard to disagree there. Um, so with that prediction, though, I want to know what do you think. I mean, you, or you were talking bowl game, Mountain West Championship. <laughs> Mm-hmm. National championship. Um, how do you see this Aggie team finishing? National champs. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm okay with that. I, I want to hear why. What? You, I mean, I know you've grown up an Aggie fan, so right now this prediction from you means more to me than mine that I would. Think yeah, of, no, so. I'm, I, I'm I'm totally joking. Just because in this college football landscape, that's literally impossible. I think UCF will probably go undefeated two years pot two years straight and still not get into the playoff. But mm-hmm. that's a that's a different subject for a different day. Yeah, very different debate. <coughs> but um, but I, I, I think that um, it's it's really hard to look at this next handful of games, these next six games, and to point my finger on one that I think Utah State has 
I mean, even even a reasonable chance to lose. They, they've got some really bad teams coming up. I mean, New Mexico's bad. San Jose is obviously bad. UNLV, we've talked about them. They're bad. Uh, Wyoming, uh, they, they're decent if they can play a grinded-out kind of game, but are they going to hold Utah State to less than 14 points because they can't score that? Uh, Colorado State's pretty bad. And Hawaii, it's you know that, that one's probably the most likely, but I, I have to think that Utah State at least gets up to 10 wins this season. I mean, it sounds lofty, and there's a lot of football to play. but um, And then Boise looks a little bit less than they have been in the past. They just lost to San Diego State pretty convincingly on their own turf. Um, and I'm not going to project that far out, but I think that that could be a really, really good football game. And, and to be honest, a conference championship's not out of reach for this team. Mm-hmm. I, I predict 10 wins, um, but I predict that that, Boise game is going to be one for the ages. Wow. I'm excited for that. The last Boise game that was one for at least my age um, was the 2015 game here. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a fun one. Stormed the field. It was awesome. <laughs> I was a freshman, and I was there with my sister. It was like the first game we'd ever been to together, and so we went down on the field. It was also breast cancer awareness, <laughs> so, you know, we had all got our pink shirts on. Anyways. The blowout. Welcome to memory lane with the <laughs> sports page. But it was so fun. It was just, it was a great day to be an Aggie fan, and this whole season has me thinking that, too. So those of you who are ready to watch, get looking for those. Um, let's see if Jaden's predictions are right. I, I honestly, <laughs> I have a really hard time finding any point to disagree with because this, what we've seen so far it would almost be foolish to predict anything less, you know? So, um, like you said, there's a lot of football to still be played. Thank yeah. goodness, because it's been so Thank much goodness. fun. Um, and other Aggie sports, soccer and softball, actually play today. They also have an alumni game tomorrow as part of homecoming. And then um, soccer is at Colorado, Colorado College. Sorry, I thought it was Colorado Colorado State. College, they're, they're kind of one of those weird, like, only – one sport members of the Mountain West. So they oh, are in okay. the Mountain West, but it's only for for women's soccer. Oh, okay. Um, so Colorado College and then um, cross-country and pre-nationals tomorrow. Um, it's in Madison, Wisconsin. So, But that's, I mean, cross-country was just up here against BYU and lost. So, um, or took second, I guess, to BYU. So, But it was up three, so it lost. Um, but either way, I mean, cross-country always gives us some uh, no, what's the word? Um, notorious people in the Mountain West. So, and then soccer is at Air Force on Sunday at noon. Um, and then it looks like until next time you'll hear from us is just some tennis things, and then women's volleyball. Yeah, volleyball will on be here Tuesday with Boise. and Thursday actually. Tuesday and Thursday. They, okay. I cool. don't know why they alternate. Usually they're like thursday or wednesday and saturday yeah i don't know what the deal this is but yeah they're tuesday and thursday this week next week so that's at the sd center and then that's um versus boise state on tuesday and versus air force, air on, force thursday. on thursday so yep. always a fun time even when they're not doing so hot the <laughs> volleyball games are still a blast um big thanks again to men's basketball coach craig smith for being with us Isn't today. He the best. if you want to hear that interview again we're actually gonna we'll post this on our iTunes channel later today. Mm-hmm. That's Aggie Radio Sports. If you just search Aggie Radio Sports, you'll find it. Mm-hmm. And then you can also find it. Jaden and I will both be tweeting it out. Um, you can find me at Sports Page 94 and Jaden Johnson at Jaden Johnson 00. <laughs> um, thank you so much for tuning in today. This has been the Sports Page Out Loud on Aggie Radio 92.3 FM, KBLU LP, Logan, Utah. Have a great one, Aggies.